At RBC Wealth Management, they believe financial security begins by building a plan you can trust. Their financial advisors provide advice customized to your needs. So no matter where you are in life, you can depend on their expertise to help build a wealth plan that's right for you. Let them build your plan today. Call the Quigley Group at the Eau Claire office of RBC Wealth Management at 715-858-7788 to see how they can help. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Well, hello, everyone. Talk of the Town is up and running in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano, and this is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk. Another day and another show upon us as we uh, touch base with you as we get into officially fall. We've hit the fall equinox and all of that stuff and plenty to get to. As always, we're going to have an update on a story that we had come to our attention in late August. Uh, so we've got an update on a story uh, talking Oak Area School District and what they would do if that upcoming referendum passes and some other stories as well. Hey, make sure you're taking advantage of the weekend. Uh, it is crisp outside, but in a good way. Uh, went to a, a podcast today. And for the first time, and then I think I, I may have used it a couple weeks ago as well, but really for the first time, I got to turn the heat on in the car just to take the chill off in the morning. And that's one of the things we all like when we live in this part of the country and in the various parts of the country that do get true seasons, which is majority of the country, but we get the seasons and we all like yeah, you always hear people say they like the fall and they like the spring because you're getting a little bit of everything. And with the fall, you get the, the little change. And by next week, you're going to get more of that smell in the air. You can start to think about some things in the future. We all like to be excited about what's around the corner. And of course, there'd be people that will remind us we've got to be more in the now. And there is some truth to that. There's a lot of truth. To that, But there's also some joy in being excited about what's around the corner and things you may already have planned or traditions you have in the fall season. Of course, the fall season means we get a little bit more in the way of news. And we'll start off here with a hard-hitting news story, an update. Because <clears throat> this is something that no doubt a number of you, it, it slid right by. Menominee, does, Menominee is a news desert. That's the reality. And in the years since I first moved to this area in 2006, Menominee might as well have been on a glacier that's broken off and it's floated away. It has no coverage. Leader-Telegram no longer covers Menominee. The, the late Pam Powers used to uh, cover Menominee a lot, uh, but they cut down the office there. And I think... There's a paper out there, but they don't dive in, and the, the, the TV doesn't have enough staff anyway and, and all that. So Menominee is a news desert, so not a lot gets covered in Menominee, which, by the way, it's one of the great reasons why we've got all the podcasts we have here. We've got three 
Menominee Podcasts. Check them out. But we got a story in late August that came down on Lucas Chase, who is a Menominee City Council member, and maybe most notably, the executive director of the Mabel Tainter. He's been in that role since September of uh, 2020. And in late August, it came to public light that he was cited for driving while intoxicated. So that is a big, big, that's strike one and strike two. Because you shouldn't do it. The story became more salacious because body cam photos, body cam video, shows him to be playing the quote-unquote do-you-know-who-I-am card. He calls up the mayor. He's asking the mayor for advice. Hey, what should I do? I want to get these police officers. He, he, he's kind of t- insinuating to the police officers that he can get them in trouble. Again, the boiled down to do you know who I am card, and I'm a very big player in this town. I'm a big deal. You're a nothing. I'm above the law sort of attitude. Now, I went back and watched the video today because it's all over online if you want to go find it you can it's been picked up by places there was a public uh disclosure of it and there's been sites that have posted it oddly enough locally not i think bad job out of the two local tv stations that really did not cover this a lot perhaps they're and i don't want to say any funny business that they're not covering it because of, of friends or whatever. I just think that it happened in late August and it just sort of slid by. Either way, I went back and watched the video because I didn't watch the video. I had just seen the news coverage of it. And he isn't belligerent. He's not pounding his fist on the, on the hood of the car and all that. But he is walking around being sort of passive aggressively threatening to the officers and making claims that he can get them fired. So not only is he, you know, cited for uh, drinking and driving, but he is also making these claims to officers and all that. Now, the update to this, we have an update. Because I remember we talked about this on the program when it happened. And I, and I said what I've always said on these sorts of things. Uh, deserves punishment, does not deserve to be permanently black marked on it because everybody makes mistakes true all that sort of thing but you do deserve some punishment for it well i spoke to some people this morning who are on one side of the lucas chase support and then i corroborated their story with some other contacts later today because i got an update because you're wondering hey what's the update what's happening all that sort of thing and by the way the it's pretty much done with shows you how much little comes out of menominee uh the mabel tainter is standing behind lucas chase he's not been relieved of his duties in fact he was front and center at an event hosted by the mabel this week, getting him back out there in the public. Uh, He has not resigned from the city council, though he did issue a public apology. The caveat to that is I've got some people telling me that he wanted to resign, 
but there were people within the city government who pretty much said, we're not going to accept your resignation. You don't resign. And I've got other people saying that's not the truth. He didn't even want to resign. I don't know on that regard. But the thing is, there has been no resignation from the city council, and he issued a public apology at the last city council meeting a couple of weeks ago. Now, I can see the Mabel standing behind him. I can see the Mabel standing behind him. The resignation from the council should have happened. That should have happened. We've been told that our city leaders, any of our leaders, are to be leaders. And being an elected position means you are a leader, and that means leading by example, leading by your actions, not just with your words. Too many leaders want to lead with their words and their thoughts and their ideas, but you lead by your actions. The greatest leaders in sports have led more by their actions, what they do on a day-in and day-out basis, showing up, putting in their work, all that sort of thing to all their teammates, more so than anything they have said publicly. The same thing should apply to elected leaders. So, you know, Lucas Chase, it looks like Mabel will stand behind him, and hey, good, good deal there. Uh, I, I don't see any problem with that, any sort of punishment the Mabel wanted to do behind the scenes. I'm good with. The city council, though, probably should have resigned from there. Uh, I think when it comes to an elected position, you don't get three strikes. You don't get, uh, you know, four downs, any sort of speed. You don't get any second chances, especially at this level of, of politics. Uh, probably should have, but... Hey, it, it is what it is, and regardless, regardless, all right, you move on, you know, you, you move on, he's a well-respected member of that community, wish him the best of luck, uh, did hear from some people, and then I went online and found a lot of it, uh, he has gotten a lot of people that have reached out uh, nationally, that have bombarded uh, various social media against him and that goes down to and we don't want to poo-poo this and I don't want to get down this this track let's not lose sight of this that he was drinking and driving and we know there's a lot of stories that pop out about well very serious accidents and deadly accidents and people that were just innocent driving home from work whatever and they're t-boned by a drunk driver and all those stories we you we all know this we all know this, and you know the, the, there's a pocket in this country that when they see these stories like with Lucas Chase, they're going to go after a Lucas Chase uh, for what he for what he did, uh, and that goes down to a deeper uh, argument and and whatever that we won't touch on touch on here because there is an element. Honestly, that we're talking about this story the way it is, and there's kind of the salacious idea of him saying, hey, do you know who I am, Card? How much different would the story have been if he had injured somebody? So think about that. Think about that. I'm not going to sit here and give you a straight black and white answer. This is what old Scotty thinks. Something you're going to have to reconcile with yourself in that regard. Uh, Moving on. Uh, because again, they're moving on in Menominee. 
best of luck. And by the way, I've been told uh, the Mabel Tainer is setting up for a very, uh, very big season uh, for that. Uh, the Okra Area School District is discussing how they'll officially spend the $99 million referendum if it passes on November the 8th. Nothing really earth-shattering from Abby Johnson, the business manager. Uh, notably, they're going, they want to rehaul South Middle School, which makes sense. DeLong, which, by the way, all, this, all the stories this week about DeLong celebrating its 50th uh, its 50th uh, anniversary, it's, it's 50 years DeLong since it's been built. DeLong, 12 years ago, got rehauled through the 2011 referendum. So DeLong got rehauled 12 years ago. Well, the, uh, South Middle School is 10 years younger than DeLong. So it's now due. So the math works out. DeLong got fixed up a decade ago. It's now South's turn. That makes sense. Uh, monies would also go towards adding synthetic turf at the football fields at both North and Memorial High School, along with auditorium and cafeteria improvements at Memorial, and adding some more classroom space at North, and uh, increased space as well at Putnam Heights elementary school all that seems fine we've talked about on this program we're behind in the arms race as far as the academic buildings go in this community so have at her i see nothing wrong uh with that uh nothing wrong at all uh with that uh that being said uh, the only question i've got is on adding the synthetic turf at the high schools. The only question I have is, what are your plans? Because neither football team plays on those fields. Uh, neither football team plays on those fields. And the soccer team, I know at least at Memorial, plays on a grass field off to the side. So what's, what's the overall plan? I'm not against it. And I kind of want to lean towards saying, yeah, Synthetic turf is a huge initial cost, and you got to pay for new turf about every 10 to 15 years, but it's usually in the long run cheaper than having grass, and you can do more on it. I just want to know what's the overall plan. If it's just to be a practice field for football, then no. All right, what are some other plans, and I mean concrete plans that you have uh, for that? Uh, moving on. Uh, the RDA is talking about the next area of improvement in Eau Claire. What's the next hot spot to see improvement in the city of Eau Claire and around the downtown area? Uh, RDA was very instrumental in the Cannery District, which is coming to light. So they're looking, hey, what's their next focus going to be? What's the next focus going to be? And they're looking at an area by North Barstow. That to give you an idea, it's that building and that set of buildings that's got a, a J Jimmy John's in there, and there's a the Raggedy Man store, and there's a couple other stores, and it's that block there that also has a very small parking lot. I think there's a bar there that's, I think, open, but I'm not too sure. Uh, there's another older building where Big Brothers, Big Sisters is housed. They're looking at maybe developing that block. 
The other area that they are considering is a is a another few hundred yards away. That area around where the Wigwam Tavern is, and you know where the Wigwam Tavern is. You you know. Uh, that area around where the wigwam is. Now, that area is a little more dicey because it involves housing and housing and various landlords, and that could get messy and what have you. But though, that's the general area that they're looking at for the next development. Now, there's no, there's no official votes taken yet. There's no firm plan in place. There's no firm timeline, but they're beginning to discuss what they want to focus on next and how can you not sit back and not be excited that uh, how do you pronounce it the adante building and i had my doubts when that building went up on the old parking lot behind the galloway grill kind of kitty corner to ramon's ice cream and kitty corner from the Haymarket uh, building i had my doubts about that losing the parking and all that that building looks gorgeous now this feels like it's a, now you feel like you're in a city. Downtown is looking like a city now. Think about that. The only thing you don't have in this community that sort of keeps it from you really realizing how much downtown's growing is you don't have a great elevated view of downtown and the developing downtown skyline. We don't have an elevated highway that goes by or anything like that. I'm sure in one of these hills that there's not a lot of walkway to that you can get a good view. But take a moment. Uh, it, that Adante building. Now, now again, if, if it ends up, I know there was stories in there that they've got some of it rented out, the commercial space. But there's other spaces that aren't rented out yet. I mean, if the only problem with that building, just like with the Haymarket Square building, looks nice, but if it constantly remains unoccupied, what's the point? That becomes the hard thing there. Missed opportunities. But potential is there. The potential is there. Uh, I forget who it was. Somebody did explain to me a couple years ago. Uh, It wasn't Aaron White, but it was another developer. Why you almost have to... the, The developer's design these buildings knowing that they're not going to necessarily fill the commercial space, but they have to have the commercial space on the bottom so they can have all the apartments up top because of various, how they get loans and how they can get grants out of it. They need to, uh, for that. It's not a matter of aesthetics. They do, they have to have the commercial space at the bottom, even though they more easily sell it as residential because of various loans and all that sort of thing. And it got, got kind of above Scotty's skis at that point in time. Uh, speaking of commerce, a local store is closing. One that I'll be honest, I'd never gone into, but I've driven by it many times. The, the factory 5050 store is closing. Uh, corner of what mall drive and highway 93 kind of near the festival foods and the micon cinemas in eau claire right around london road area uh that store is closing owner cited uh the economy and and getting supplies and whatnot so uh, that store is closing and whether you've gone to a store or not seeing any store close is never a positive development in a community uh there are there are some positive developments though before we go today uh 
Altoona this weekend. It's got the ginormous pumpkin festival. Ginormous pumpkin festival this weekend in the city of Altoona. Make sure you take advantage of that on Saturday. That should be a lot of fun. And if you have not gone and listened to the People, Places, and Passions podcast presented by the city of Altoona, highly recommend you do, do that. Get yourself a little bit of an education on uh, ginormous pumpkin growing. That's a lot of fun. And a story on the Boyd Park improvements. Uh, They should be all set by October. End of October, the skate park should be open. The playground should be open. So the Boyd Park improvements that have been much talked about the last few years and were uh, mostly approved by the city a couple of years ago, they will be uh, finished here by the end of October, uh, that'll be good for that community. That'll be good overall because it's going to have the skate park. We've talked a lot about skate parks and the uh, skateboarding community in this area has wanted more opportunities. Well, here you go uh, with the skate park, and they will have that open here in just a few weeks. Well, again, ran through a bunch of things here quickly today. Back with you on Tuesday and Thursday of next week for more editions of Talk of the Town. Get out, enjoy the weekend. I mentioned the Pumpkin Festival. Do that. Blue Goal Football is home on Friday, on uh, Saturday. You can do that as well. Numerous other things. I got a, <clears throat> I got a brother-in-law getting married on Sunday, of all things. Now it's over in the cities. But I got a brother-in-law getting married on Sunday. That that gets me thinking, by the way. He's getting married at 3.30 on a Sunday afternoon. 3.30 on a Sunday afternoon. There are times of the week that feel more energetic than others. If you're looking to really turn things up, as the kids once said. And have a lot of fun. And I'm not talking about just you know drinking or anything like that, but you're, you're feeling energetic. Sunday at 3.30 probably is bottom of that list. Now, Sunday evening can be kind of fun, but think about it. Sunday evening, you're, you're coming in for a landing from the weekend. That's why Sunday night is such a big TV viewing night. You don't want to have big get-togethers on Sunday nights. As far as parties go, maybe you have a big family gathering, but you're not having a big party. You're coming in for a landing. I would say from about late afternoon Sunday until the early afternoon on Monday is probably when we are, as a society, the least interested in having our, we're probably our least adrenaline rushed time. That's probably the best way of putting it. Our adrenaline is zapped. And then by even Monday evening, some people go out Monday nights. You've got bowling leagues, and people get excited. They'll go out to activities. They'll have a date night on Monday night. And then you got Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and, of course, Friday and Saturday. But a Sunday at 3.30 wedding. I mean, that must be one hell of a deal. <laughs> they, got, they, they got on, the, uh, on their uh, venue Sunday at 3.30. My God. On the positive side, though, it means uh, we don't have to spend the night either on Saturday night or Sunday night. Saves us on a hotel bill. <laughs> uh, still, even, I'm not even too sure where the heck we're going. I asked my wife numerous times where we're going. She just keeps saying it's at some distillery. 
type in distillery in St. Paul, Minnesota, you get a you get more than one option that pops up there. Uh, we will see you again next week on behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible. I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.